What a fantastic blessing that you all brought this morning. It's such a, such a gift. Thank you so, so much. And, uh, and Dr. Jessup, thank you again so, so much. Uh, I want to tell you, for me, sometimes the greatest applause is silence. And when nobody clapped after you all sang, I thought that's the greatest applause that could be lifted up to God. That was, that was beautiful. It just moves you. And the other thing I want to say is, um, youth, you will remember this. You will remember this. What happens, and you all know this, is things happen in your life as you go along. And, and this is a big deal. <laughs> and uh, you remember the big deals, and this is one of them. And you will remember it your whole life. And so I'm so glad that you had this opportunity. So glad we all had this opportunity, but particularly for y'all. It's just really, really special. So I celebrate that with, with all of us. It's just such, such a gift. I want to read uh, one verse as we come into our message this morning from uh, verse 24, chapter 7, that we're going to lift it up. These are words of Jesus as he ends the Sermon on the Mount, and he, he ends up the, the message, ends up his sermons like this. He says, everyone who hears these words of mine and builds on them, acts on them, is like a wise person who builds their house on the rock. Every person who hears these words of mine and acts on them, who builds on them, is like a person who builds their house on the rock. The Word of God for all of us as the children, as the people of God. Let's pray together. Gracious God, we give you thanks this day for worship. We give you thanks this day for the sung word. We give you thanks this day for the preached word. We give you thanks for the way that the word is the word of Christ, who is the living word. The one who would take shape and form in our hearts and, and through our hands and flow into the world in and through the ministry that we do in your name. And so we pray that we would build our lives into you, strengthened by you, that we might then stand tall and serve well, that we might be those who would have a word to give, have a word to live have a word that is of you that we then might rise up in that strength, build on that rock and live as a way that glorifies you. And so, Lord, we would lift up ourselves as we lift up this prayer through Jesus, our holy word. Amen. This is the third in a series that we've had on My One Word. It's based on a book by that same name and, and uh, written by Mike Ashcroft and Rachel Olson. And the, uh, the premise, the promise that we've held out through the entire series is written before us in the window that God is always making all things new. That we have a God who is a creator God and not only a creator God in the beginning, but a God who is constantly creating. And we affirm that in, as we said, the Canadian Creed this morning, you know, we believe in God who has created and is creating. A God who is constantly making new. And, and the way that God creates, as you see in Genesis, is that God speaks a word. And so as the Bible opens up, what you see is, is God said, you know, let there be light or let there be, you know, birds or fish or uh, sea or sky. When God's, and when God speaks, things come into being. God creates by the word. And that creative process finds its culmination when the Word becomes flesh. 
The Word who is Jesus Christ becomes flesh and dwells among us full of grace and full of truth. And we believe that that is how the, the power of God, the Creator, comes into the midst of the creation so that he, the Creator can work within the midst of the creation, bringing forward grace and truth in all of our lives. And so what we celebrate is that as we believe in the Word, as you and I, as you and I believe in Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ as the word would then give to each of us one word. And that's kind of the whole thesis of the series, that God would be working in you and working in me in one specific way throughout 2019, a way that we can focus in on, a way that we can cooperate with, a way that we can build on. And so the question that we ended up the first uh, message with is what one word is God giving you for one way that God would be at work in your life in 2019. One word God giving you for one way God would be at work in you, through you in 2019. Second week, what we got into is, okay, that's great to have that premise, to have that promise, but how do I get to the word? How do I choose it? How do I know what it is? And so what we did in the second week, what we did last week was, how do you hear that word? And we talked about a, a proactive listening process, kind of a four-stage way of opening up ourselves to what might be God's word to you. When we talked about describing people who you admire, what qualities do you admire in them? And then we talked about taking those qualities and defining them, not only in terms of the dictionary, but also in terms of the scripture, also in terms of a written definition that you would give. Then we talked about discerning the impact of that word. So it's not simply that you had, we had a mental understanding, but we had an emotional sense of what would that mean for me if this began to become true in my life? And so we invited you to write a personal impact statement and then out of all of that process, what we invited you to do was choose one word. And so that was last week. And then this week, as we come into to the third week in this series, I want to let you know that hearing the word is only half of it. Only half of it. And Jesus' words this morning draw us into that when Jesus said, He who hears these words of mine and does them, it's not enough simply to hear. He who hears the word and does it is like the person who builds their house on the rock. See, in doing it, that's how we build on the rock. Because one thing that Jesus brings forward, that Susan brought forward, that I can promise you is that the winds will blow and the rains will fall and the floods will come. You can promise people the pathos of life, and you all know that that's a promise that life will keep. The issue is, in the midst of the pathos, where is our foundation? Where have we built? What about the rock? And so Jesus says, build on the rock, because that's where our strength is. That's where our security is. That's where, you know, that's where something solid is for you and for me. And Jesus says, do that because he says, you know, there is a converse consequence as well. And the converse consequence is this. If we don't do that, it's like building on the shifting sand. And Susan held up a great picture for that. You know, when you build on the sand, things fall down. We all know that, you know? And that's all Jesus is bringing forward, how important it is to build on the rock, how important it is to take that one word and build that one word into your life. 
in a way that can have the consequences, the power for you that you and I need as we move in and through every day. And so the, the message today is about how do we build that word in? How do we build on that rock? How do you work your one word into your world daily? First thing we need to do is this. Once you choose your word, don't lose your word. Once you've come to a point where you say, I know what my word is, don't lose sight of your word. You know, if you're like me, it's so easy to kind of pick something and then go on with life and then forget it. James 1 in the first chapter puts it like this, and y'all have heard these words before, be doers of the word and not simply hearers only. Because if you're a hearer only, James says, you're like the person who goes and looks at their face in the mirror, and then once you walk away, how long does that image last in that mirror? How long? Aunt God. <laughs> he says, if we don't do it, what happens is it just takes off. It, it, it goes away. And so the whole notion of, of how do you build into your life a trigger, a reminder, so that you don't have to constantly remember your word, but there's something that, that you have built in to how, as you're living each day, that reminds you, oh, yes, this is my word. Now, we want to help you in that, and I don't, your business card here, all right? That's why we give you a business card this morning. All right, this is in your bulletin. And the whole point here with the word is you write your one word on this card, and then when you, and then you stick it in your wallet. This is what I'm going to invite you to do. And don't put it in your wallet in that place where you hide everything, where you never find it. Stick it by your credit card, right? Because <laughs> you are going to use your credit card. Stick it by your driver's license. You're going to use your driver's license. Stick it someplace where you're going to come across it all the time so that you're constantly kind of, oh, yeah, I almost forgot my one word, but there it is right by my, uh, you know, a Visa card. And, and you'll, you'll remember that. Or take it and stick it by your computer. You know, if you stick it on your computer, you know, tape it on the bottom of your computer screen, you'll remember your one word. Or maybe talking about computers, maybe the best way for you to remember is to take your word and word and put it on your wallpaper, on your, on your cell phone, so that anytime you burn your cell phone up, there's your word. Or maybe if you're like me, you have a calendar, you know, on your cell phone. I use my calendar on my cell phone a lot. What I can do on that calendar, I can write my one word. And then if, you know, the feature is, how often do you want to repeat that one word? Every day, bang. When do you want to end that one word? Uh, December 31st, 2019, bang, it'll fill in every day. So whenever you come to your calendar, you're going to see that every day. The point is, put into your life a trigger, a reminder, so you're not going to have to constantly remember. And so when you choose your word, don't lose your word. Second thing is the best way to not lose your word is to pray your word. To pray your word every day. Pray every day your word and it, make it simple. Don't let the prayer be long and drawn out. Keep it as simple as this. Lord, thank you for fill in the blank your word. You know, my word is behold. You know, thank you, Lord, for letting me behold. I don't know what that means today, but hey, you know, thank you for that word. And then help me. Help me to whatever your word is. You know, be patient. Find peace, you know, be compassionate, whatever your word is. Thank you, Lord, for the word. Help me, Lord, that, keep it that short, a 10-second prayer. And decide when you're going to pray that. You know, is it going to be in the morning when you're lying in bed looking up at the ceiling? Is it going to be when you grab your coffee cup, you know, on the way out to work? Is it going to be when you sit down in your car, put your hands on the steering wheel? Put it 
that prayer at a time when you know that you're going to come across that prayer every day. You're going to lift up that prayer every day because here's what prayer does. Prayer takes this whole enterprise and it takes it from the notion of being a self-help, self-improvement kind of experience to a spiritual experience. What you're doing when you pray about this or about anything else, you're inviting God into the midst of whatever you're praying about. And so all of a sudden it becomes you and your word and God. And that's what you want. That's what prayer does. It makes it a spiritual moving forward. So the second thing you want to do is to pray. Pray every day. Decide when, decide how, and then move forward with that. The third thing you want to do is to know that God will hear your prayer and God will answer your prayer. And oftentimes what happens is people don't understand how the answers to prayer come in their lives. But here's how I think the answers to prayer comes particularly in this situation. The answer to prayer comes in the opportunities that God will give you to live into your word. The answer to prayer comes in the awakening, in the awareness of, okay, this is an opportunity to live into whatever my word is. For instance, if your word is patience, and you lift that up in the morning and you say, Lord, our word is patience. Thank you for the word. Help me to be patient. And then you come to that moment in your life that during the day when you start flipping out, you know, when you start losing your goal, when everything starts going out the window. As soon as you remember, oh, yeah, my word is patience. God's answering your prayer. What God is doing is opening you up to the possibility, the opportunity to make that choice to live into whatever your word is. And so maybe it's patience, you know, if it's peace and you're, you know, at a place where you're frightened and you're worried and, and you're thinking, okay, and you're kind of heading off that direction and you always said, oh, my word is peace. And you're thinking, you know what? God's with me. God is my rock. I'm building on that rock. That's what peace and that's what it's all about here. And, and so you come and you center yourself on that and you, and you find the peace. But the whole point is, it's when we become aware and open to the opportunity that is there for you and I to make a choice, for you and I to step into what God has for us, that is when God is answering the prayer. And so what happens is you begin the day lifting up your prayer, and as you end your day, I mean, you start with a preview, you end with a review. And the review goes like this. You look back on your day, and you say, hey, during the day, when did those opportunities come along? When did I have a chance to do whatever my word is? And not only when did I see my word, but how did I seize my word? What did I do with the opportunity? How did I live into it? And I want to tell you, friends, if you practice the preview and the review, it's a learning curve. When you put the word and make it your lens to look at your life, you're putting yourself on a learning curve. And a learning curve is how you're growing into that word. And so that's, that's the third thing is to know that God hears your prayers, to know that God answers your prayers by giving them the opportunity to live into your word, let your word live into your life. The fourth thing in regards to your word is play with your word. Or maybe let your word play with you. 
Because as you begin to kind of familiarize yourself with your word, and as you work with your word over a long period of time, you'll find that your word, uh, God and God's creative wonder, we have a playful God. And in creativity, just look around, see how many great things are going. See the diversity of creativity, and you'll know that God is a playful God, you know? And so you begin to look at that, and you say, you know what? There is a way that as the word comes forward, my mind, is, the Holy Spirit of my mind is going to be, be using this word. And, and one of my favorites is uh, Pam Hyam brought this forward. Pam's a member of our choir. Her word was listened last year. And I love this. Uh, Pam shared this with me. She said, you know, my word was listened. And as I was kind of working with my word and the, the letters started to rearrange a little bit, and I realized that listen, you, you rearrange the letters and it's silent, you know? And so to listen, you have to be silent. And then thinking about it a little bit more, what you begin to see is okay to be silent. There's a ratio to that. You know, I mean, God gave me two ears and one mouth. That, you know what that means? I have to be silent twice as much as I talk. <laughs> and I thought, I thought, this is great. I mean, this is, see, what, happen, what happens here is, is whatever your word is, it starts to suggest to you some things. And I don't know what it's going to do with you. I mean, but, but it will. I can promise you that it will. And so don't be afraid to let your word play in your mind and, and uh, your mind play with your word. And the Holy Spirit is working in the midst of all that. The next thing is to persevere with your word. Pray your word, play with your word, persevere with your word. There's going to be times in, in, on any spiritual journey, and this is a spiritual journey, when things are going to go dry, when things are going to seem empty. When you're going to start to ask yourself the question, why am I doing this? The dry moments in life are the why moments in life. Those are the times when you started out and said, man, this was full of meaning when I started, but now I'm trying to figure out, you know, why did I do this again? And usually that's about maybe, you know, a month in, six weeks in, when you're kind of, you know, everything's kind of going downhill and you're thinking, okay, this, you know, was a great idea at the beginning, but now it's kind of fading away. I want to tell you that moment comes. It comes, they call it the wilderness moment in, in spiritual writing. And the wilderness moment comes to everyone who's on a spiritual journey will come to you too on your spiritual journey with your word. You need to know that. And when you know that, you also need to know this, that so often that dry moment is a prelude. It's a prelude to a breakthrough. A prelude to something greater that God's going to do, you know, enlarge your understanding, move you forward in how that word is working in your life. And so there's going to be times when you have to persevere, when you have to power through. And as all this is happening, as all this is happening, what I want to share with you is that there's a story that's taking shape. Through all that I've just spoken about, there's a story that's taking shape. And the story is your story. It's the story of the way that the Word is working in your life, even as you are seeking to work the Word. And so what I would encourage you to do is write it down. Every day, you know, get a journal, get a spiral notebook, get a journal. Don't make a big deal out of it. You know, you don't have to make it a great lengthy diary or anything. But every day, just write down, here's my word. Here's how I saw an opportunity today. Here's how I stepped in and seized that opportunity today. And just keep on doing that. Keep a journal. There's power in writing something down because as you write it down, you start reflecting on your life. And it is your life. This is your story about how God is working with you, 
about how God is building something into you. And that makes it a sacred story. You do not want to miss your story. You know, we read all these other Bible stories about how God works in everybody else's life. Don't miss how God is working in your life. Write it down. Make it a journal. Keep it simple. Know that it's sacred. Know that it's what God is building into you. And then last thing, the last of the seven steps, is share your story. Share your story. Because someone needs to hear your story. Someone needs to know how God is working in your life. Oftentimes, this is the word witness. And I'll tell you, Methodists, usually when you bring the word up, witness, everybody runs for the doors. That's usually the Methodist response to the word witness. And the reason we do that is because we think witness implies that you've had this dramatic experience with God. You know, I went to the Amazon, faced cannibals, brought them all to Christ, and it was great. You know, and if you had that kind of story, that's phenomenal. But most people don't have that story. I don't have that story. You probably don't have that story either. But you do have a story. And I do have a story. And what gives your story power is not its drama. What gives your story power is its authenticity. What gives your story power is it's you. It's you and God, and you're going to be speaking your story to somebody who's probably pretty much just like you. Somebody who hasn't discovered that the word, Jesus Christ, loves them. And that that word would come and live in their heart and their life, and that word would make a difference, and that difference can be made in a very specific way, a very simple way, a very one-word way. And when you start to tell them your story, they say, you know what? Well, if this is true for Paul, Paul's pretty much just like me. It can be true for me, too. And it opens up that possibility. And even more beautiful than that, see, since you have walked that road, since you know how to work the word into your life, you can walk them down it too because you know how it happens and you can lead them into how it happens. Because my belief, and I think your belief is also, and Jesus' belief also, is that through our faith, God wants to build a solid foundation for your life and for my life. Build a foundation on grace, Build a foundation on truth. Build a foundation on what God is working into you in a very, very special, unique gift to you. Your one word. And my prayer for you, and my prayer for me, is that as we enter into 2019, we would know that that is God's heart in Jesus Christ, the word made flesh, and we would live into that truth, that grace, and that truth, making all the difference for you in the year ahead. One word, one way, that God is at work in you through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Let's pray together. Gracious God, we give you thanks for being the living word for us, Lord. We thank you for the ways that you as creator came into the midst of your creation, came into the midst of our world, came into the midst of our lives, and in and through our faith, we open up ourselves for that creative power, that creative love to go to work in us. And you invite us to build on that, to build on that foundation, to find that strength and to live into it 
in ways that we know the sacred story that you would be writing in and through each of our lives. Lord, let us know that blessing. Let us share that blessing. Let us live it and give it to everyone we meet. For you are the word. And it is in your name that we pray. Amen. If I was to stand to join in singing our closing hymn together, How Firm a Foundation, we're going to sing the first and the last verses. Let's sing together. friends, let's go from this time and this place, and let us live and give God's grace, God's love to everyone you meet. Go and live the word and give the word and be the blessing that God would have you to be as you go from this time of worship and live in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.